When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Everything is Black and White podcast. I'm Chris Wolf. going to be joined by Lee Ryder, and, uh, Chief Football Writer, and Ian Buis, who is the photographer who was there at the game today, is just driving us at the moment. So apologies if, you can, if, if the sound quality is not great, but we are just driving back along the M62 after what was, well, for 70 minutes, looked like it could be a memorable evening for Newcastle United but turned into a deflating one. Lee, just give us your verdict on that game Well, uh, an incredible encounter really when you, you look at it, I mean the neutrals got a real treat, but that's no consolation to any Geordies now who are probably on the M62, maybe a bit further ahead of us on the A1 now uh, heading home they were, I have to say first and foremost, the fans are absolutely brilliant they backed the team all the way through Um there were a few anti Ashley chants, but I think that's that's it's fair criticism because the what you've seen on the pitch was a team that just need a few tweaks here and there. They haven't had the investment, and you know when you go tune up in a game like that, you need the experience to see you through, um, and you need that little bit of quality in the final third. And they just didn't have that great start. Kennedy and Muto getting the goals. It's a brilliant platform to go on and win a game. Probably could have like put the game beyond doubt with Muto's header, but sadly he couldn't take that chance. They got a half time, they got to the hour mark, but once that Man United got that free kick through Matter, it set up a really nervy finish. And Newcastle, they, they just didn't have that experience, that confidence at the moment. They're lagging. Few little factors just to get over the line. At one point, I would have been very happy with the draw. Uh, easy to say now when you've lost three-two. But I think a point would have been a fair result. But sadly, Man United, uh, they seemed to be the more desperate team and they went on to win it. I mean, first, let's just try to, try to accentuate the positives of the game as they were for 70 minutes. Uh, the photos you'll see on our website of the goals that Ian Buis, the driver, has taken us, the photographer at the game. Brilliant. Mudo celebrating, Kennedy celebrating. And we'll see the fans celebrating tomorrow in the, uh, when you see the fan gallery. But I'm sure there's also some ones of, of the sad faces later on. I mean, Kennedy looked for an hour back to the player that we saw last season. Muto in his first Premier League start showed what he could bring to the side. Took his goal well. Perez was a threat, probably at his best game since maybe April, I think, in a Newcastle shirt. And Newcastle just seemed far more purposeful and actually looked like scoring, which is not something we've said much this season. Well, that's right. I think the what stood out for me, I mean, apart from the goals and the flying start, what stood out for me was there seemed to be a bit more spark about Newcastle and they were charging at the challenges and they were chasing lost causes. There was another little opportunity when Perez won the ball on the left-hand side and whipped across and he probably put a bit too much purchase on the ball. But, you know, they, they looked busy, they looked lively and they created so much. Uh, maybe they just gave everything they had in that first half. Although there was a couple of opportunities, half chances if you like in the second half, Richie's back heel, you, you, nine times out of ten you're not going to score with a back heel, uh, 
he had another shot which was saved by De Gea and Diarmi had that opportunity where it bounced in front of goal um, so they did have they did have some nice moments but let's be honest Man United were absolutely frightened them when they were going forward and, and they had the bit between the teeth they had four strikers on the pitch they bought on two world three world class players from the bench who made the difference it was no surprise in the press conference afterwards I sat there Rafa Benitez made five references to the substitutions in the six minute press conference he's done and he's basically saying that Newcastle you know they've got so much quality but they just haven't got enough quality to go on and win games Man United can call on people from reserve it's exactly what they did Mourinho knew that even at 2-0 down they were still in with a shout at Old Trafford and that that's exactly what happened. It's just a shame that, you know, even for Newcastle's point of view, to be two goals up at Old Trafford just isn't enough for them to win at this. It's a haunting venue for them. You know, they've won once now in, in 37 visits. It's so difficult. Um, but, you know, it's back to the drawing board. They've, they've got, you know, to, it's a 30-game season now. They need 38 points from, from the remaining fixtures. I think they'll get it because the fixture list is, is a lot kinder now. But, you know... I did feel for Rafa Benitez in that press conference tonight. He was very low, and uh, he'll have to, you know, dust himself down. The players will have to dust themselves down. They can take encouragement from today, but it was just gut wrenching for them to to lose it in the manner that they did. I mean, we talk about experience. We know it's something that Rafa Benitez has wanted to sign more of. He, he's spoken about it before. He says he's happy to work with younger players in the in the overarching model that the club seem to have. But he needs those those experienced players from those key moments of games to close it out I mean what seemed to me to be the case in the second half was that there was a, as soon as Man United scored there was a certain inevitability about the result and I think partly that was to do with the experience but also Newcastle at the moment given that they haven't won a game all season they haven't won since May they haven't won away since April they just look like a side who particularly when you're coming against world class players just don't know how to close out a game at the moment well, that's exactly it, and you know, we always talk about the entertainers' years in Newcastle, um, and you know, we talk about it because it was a very good era. But one thing that happened after the entertainers' era was it was a much poorer side. But they had, they still had Alan Shearer in it. He was a very special player, not just because of his goals, but his game intelligence. And in situations like tonight, you need someone like Alan Shearer. Now, someone like Alan Shearer costs money um, it costs money to have that influence and experience in the dressing room but the, it pays dividends on days like this now Alan Shearer you remember this Beery will remember this in situations like that when it's 2-2 and it's tight Shearer will have that ball in the corner and he'll be holding it up next to the corner flag he'll be eating away at the seconds and he'll be getting it down and he'll be booming orders around the pitch and he'll be keeping heads up the players that need to, to get back in the game will be pointing all that around. Newcastle need that type of player. You know, as I say, it does cost money to have a player like Shearer in the team. But that's what they're missing, to get them over the line in certain games. And as I say, it was those years after the entertainers when they, they became an average side, but Shearer was still that world-class player. Man United just called on three very expensive players to come off the bench there to help win them the game and Newcastle in the you know we're talking about the Premier League here it's, it's meant to be the best league in the world you're not going to you're not going to get far in it unless you spend that bit of money 
and you need the leadership and you need the influence on the pitch and Newcastle sadly they just didn't have enough of that tonight and obviously Mike Ashley was there again third match in a row he's been in attendance he was sat in the director's box alongside Justin Barnes whose role became clear in the well, clearer in the fans forum. I wouldn't say it was it was clear PR man Keith Bishop and also managing director uh, Lee Charnley the suggestion is that Ashley is now becoming more re-engaged. He's he's going to be at games in the future. He's going to be connected with the club. Obviously, we had the Italian night out on, on Wednesday. Um, all the players and the manager have spoken positively about it. But going forward, what do you think Ashley's going to think of, of the last few games he's seen? Do you think he sees what all of us see, what Rafa Benitez sees? Does he, do you think that that will make him believe that this squad does need a bit of help and although they need to start getting results on the pitch before January come January he's going to need to invest well yeah I think it, it, it should be playing for him to see now um, he's turned up with the last three games to be fair you can turn up with the next ten games they're not going to be able to do anything about it because the transfer window's closed so you know it might look good for his image it might look good for the club's image that the owner is now you know turned up with games that shouldn't be a big thing, really, the owner turning up at games. It should be a given, really. If you're interested in football and you've bought a football club, you should be there, seeing what the team needs. And really, January's going to be the acid test for them now. You know, if the club is still for sale, but they're not prepared to you know, push it out for the price that people are allegedly interested in it for, then he's got to invest on the pitch. So January's going to be the crunch test, really. They spent 23 million in the summer. January's a notoriously tough window. They're going to have to spend at least 25 million in this window just to make tweaks and improve things. For me, they still need a striker. I know we've seen goals tonight from other areas, but for me, they still need a proven striker. But I know they're looking in other areas. But then the day, it's, it's, it's up to Mike Ashley now. It's all right turn up with games and saying you're interested. You've got to, you know, put your money where your mouth is kind of thing. The team needs investment. If you want to protect your asset, if you want to protect the club being in the Premier League, you've got to bring players in. And we're now in the international break and Newcastle are going to have to stew on this result. They've now equaled the mark it took Steve McLaren's side three years ago to win a Premier League game it was it was eight matches they went without winning one at the start of that season then they beat Norwich City 3-2 Newcastle have a huge game now against Brighton Hove Albion uh, two weeks today just let's try and end on a positive note Lee as deflating as this defeat was have you seen enough from Newcastle now to make you believe that they are going to start turning the season around soon enough I think we've seen it in flashes today what they could do. Um, if they go 2 0 up against Brighton at home, then that's a different proposition altogether. I think they'll have enough to see the game out and uh, you know a bit of game management from the players. I mean, Matt Ritchie just said after that one tonight that it is real up to the players. They're the only ones who can do something about this now. As you say, they've reached that same milestone as the, the McLaren team, but, but that team, regardless of who was in charge, McLaren was in charge at the start, but he is at the end. That team got relegated. Newcastle got a lot of work to do to get out of this now. As I say, it's a 30-game season. They still need 38 points to get to the magic 40 mark, as, as we like to call it. Um, you know that that's a, at least 10 more wins and a, a big clutch of draws as well. So they've got a lot of work to do. You know, 
Brighton is very much a must win now they've got Southampton after that two very tough games really uh, but one new two games that Newcastle should be capable of winning so the sad thing is is we've now got a big break the international break really really Newcastle could do with the game on Wednesday night in front of home fans they haven't got that they're going to have to sit and stew on this one for a while players go halfway around the world with them got to worry about the risk of injury at, at what many people see as meaningless international fixtures at the moment so it's a long two weeks ahead but you know that Brighton game really can't come quick enough for the fans probably can't come quick enough for Benitez and the players won't have that much time to work on it but hopefully that's where to turn the corner well thank you very much for joining us for this everything is black and white podcast deflating result I'm sure all Newcastle fans are, are feeling very similar to those who are making the long journey back at the moment but there will be a proper review podcast at some point this week a feature length one where we'll really dissect this result and look ahead to that Brighton Hall Albion game